Hello and welcome to The Razor's Edge. I'm Hutch and this interview is with Ali Liesel, vocalist with North East Metalers Trendkill, whose latest single Obsession dropped last week. In the interview we talk about tribute bands, the band's influences, future plans and the hopeful return to Trillions Bar in Newcastle in July. Welcome to the Razor's Edge. Nice to see you. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. Great to great to speak to you, and uh, nice to spend a little bit of time with uh, someone who's who's fairly fresh to the scene in comparison with uh, a lot of people. So uh, this is uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, obviously, for those that that don't know you, you're um, relatively new to Trendkill. That's right, mate. Yeah, I, I think it was um, May last year, actually. So it's been about a year, uh, a year ago, joined. But obviously, with COVID and everything going on, we've sort of been, everything's been behind the scenes, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a time to join a band right in the middle of a pandemic when you can do absolutely <laughs> all about it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so had you actually agreed to join the band before lockdown or were you... I think I think from what memory serves, um, Corey, our drummer, yeah. mess- uh, dropped me dropped me a message because I, I was in. Uh, well, I still am. I'm, I'm in a, uh, a, a Pantera tribute band, uh, weirdly called Northern Trendkill. So we were called that even before I met Trendkill. Weirdly, yeah. Um, yeah. But he dropped me a message and he just said that he'd, he'd seen um, uh, some of the of our performances live, and he said, "Would would you be would you be interested in joining?" Yeah, and uh, they, they sort of sent us a, a few of the tunes, and I, I had a listen, and I was like, "These these guys have got like a really good ear for songwriting, and the riffs were great, the drums were great, Isaac's bass stuff was fantastic as well." And I just thought, mm-hmm. like, really, really cool. So we basically we just we just um, they, they said, "Can you can you write some lyrics or whatever, and, and record it or whatever?" Um, so I, with the, our first single, "Struck from Existence," that we released yeah. not too long ago. Um, we uh, I, I just sort of did a, a, a little recording of that at home and sent it across to them, uh, and they were happy with it. And then we kind of just moved from there. So we we actually released that without even I think we hadn't even met up by that point. Right, <laughs> quite a strange scenario, but yeah. But since then we've 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 got our own practice room and stuff. I mean, after you know once COVID allowed for it anyway. Um, yeah. that's sort of how things came about. A little bit unconventional, but. Uh, Definitely happy that it happened. Brilliant. Yeah. So obviously your background is if you're in a Pantera tribute band, then Pantera are a fairly big part of your influences. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I I, I I only really sort of got into tri- doing tribute bands in the sort of last couple of years because I was I'm in a Slayer tribute band called Live and Dead. Yeah. As well. Um, and it, that, that was the first tribute band band joined and it, so you were saying about you were in a you were in a slayer tribute band yeah or you are in a slayer that's tribute. right mate. Yeah. that that's right yeah so I, I joined that maybe I think it was about two three years ago now and um I like I say I hadn't I hadn't really done lead vocals for anything I'd always been like a backing vocalist and it was sort of one of those things where I got asked to do it I thought yeah, I could probably do that yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I was in an actual practice room sort of scenario where I sort of realized I had a bit more of a range than I thought. 
and then a few maybe it's like half a year later I got asked to join this um this this Pantera tribute band yeah and then that sort of I sort of discovered this other kind of side to my vocals as well mm-hmm. and then I, I really got into doing vocals off the off the back of those two bands and then as a, as a consequence of that um you know then sort of trend kill sort of came along and and asked us to do it and it's just sort of for the style of music that those guys were writing it, it sort of worked out tremendous really like it was just exactly the sort of stuff that I wanted to do and it's it's just sort of gelled really well yeah yeah cool so you're obviously if you're in a Slayer tribute band you play an instrument as well yeah that's right yeah so I play a bass in that one yeah. um I, I do have a, a, a another originals band I'm in called Artura um I sort of do lead guitar and, and vocals for that um right. that's sort of been it's it's been one of those bands that's sort of always been bubbling away but it never quite gets going kind of thing <laughs> but um but you know the, the guys in Trenkill have been you know really really driven they've, they've really wanted to sort of get things done they've they've pumped out loads of songs i mean they sent me a dropbox folder of all of these great songs they've written i was just thinking yeah. like how easy is that for me i just get to come in and i just get to do vocals for all this stuff all the hard work's done <laughs> it's great um sounds like a dream but, job uh, ideal i can't well they do all the hard work i just have to you know do a little bit of shouting and singing here uh, and I say there, job. that would imply there was many changing hands but that's, that's right yeah exactly. well that's 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 true there's definitely not much of that happening in the minute but, yeah so um, let's talk about Obsession because, of course, that was the single that was released last week. And yeah, um, I did the review on the Razors, and, and what a cracking single! Brilliant, great work. Um, oh, thanks. It's been out for a week now. Obviously, I'll give or take a, a day, a week now. How's the reception been? Yeah, fantastic. Like re- yeah. really, really good. I mean, it's we we went to a, a studio in, in North Allerton, uh, Ritual Studios. Um, working with a with a gentleman called Sam fantastic producer you know you, you you go to recording studios sometimes and you know even if you've got a great sound engineer they don't necessarily always pitch in with sort of ideas suggestions like is this going to work is that going to work things like that and uh you know when, when we went into the studio with the the sort of I guess the rough version of this song um you know he really liked it liked the energy liked sort of how many different parts there were to it because it's a bit terms of like structure it's all over the shop sort of thing you know one minute it's one minute it's a ballad the next minute it's like got yeah, some yeah. death call birth yeah. in it you yeah. know what I mean so um but but Sam definitely really helped sort of keep the energy consistent but sort of you know bring it all together so it, it, he was a, a big part of that as well but the um the, but the reception since is is been really good and positive and and picked up I guess on the fact that you know, it's it's not just sort of one, I guess, genre all the way through. You know, there's elements of lots of subgenres of metal, if you like. Um, and, and it's good that that's been the positive reception because that's sort of what we've gone for. We don't sort of want to li- necessarily limit ourselves to, you know, just a, a couple of genres yeah, yeah. if we can help it. Um, so we're really, really thrilled with the, with the reception. We hope that it's just going to get better the more songs we release, really. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it's it's a powerful subject matter in terms of addiction. We're not talking dragons or or Ronnie James. No, not, not this time anyway. <laughs> but you've included social media in the list of addictions, which is really interesting because that's um what? for someone who's as old as me, which is quite old, obviously social media is still quite 
difficult to deal with. But for a lot of people, maybe your age or younger, even social media and and the the, the various kinds of interactions is really quite dangerous, isn't it? Well, well, I think so. I mean, look, there's there's definitely positives to social media. I mean, we're yeah. literally benefiting from it from it now, you know. But I, I also think that there's a there's a there's an element of social media where people you know, you know you see a lot of people and and they they post you know there's some people can post like 10 11 12 20 times a day yeah. and the the life's on display and you know if if you get if you get into that mindset where you know you you're obsessively trying to show who you are through the guise of social media it, it, I, I, I worry that that's maybe a bit of an unhealthy obsession at times because yeah. if you compare yourselves to people who, you know, are, are posting this amazing life that they've got and all this and that, well, it, it doesn't actually mean that that's the case. And if if you pay too much attention to that and you obsess over it, yeah. then, you know, that could, you know, lead you down a path you don't want to go down. Um, and, I, and I notice, particularly with young people, you know, I've got I've got a, a, a younger sister who's 17. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, social media is very, you know, a, a massive focus amongst her age group, I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. and and mine to be fair. I mean, I'm I'm 26. Yeah. And and it's still very much the case for a lot of people I know. So that's sort of why I sort of drew a little bit of influence from that. Cause as humans, we're you know, we're you know, we we want immediate gratification for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so that's why I thought that as well as, you know, alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. sex, you know. Yeah, sure. And in terms of the, um, obviously you write the lyrics, but I'm assuming that the, the rest of the band are involved in the subject matter and you discuss it so that everyone's comfortable with the theories behind the song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and to be honest, like for, for all the, the last two songs, I've, I've pretty much written completely myself. Um, Johnny uh, wrote a, a fantastic song um, that we're going to be recording at some point. I'm not 100% sure when, but he, he wrote pretty wrote a full song with with lyrics. And I think the concept was something like the, the perspective of somebody that's being cremated and looking and if, if they could look back on their life as wow. they're going through the flames. And I just thought, like, what a fantastic idea. And, like, yeah. you know, it, it's good being able to, to rely on the other guys as well to come up with like really interesting topics and lyrics in fairness again yeah. it just makes my job easier i can be a bit more <laughs> lazy if i want to <laughs> sure so obviously in the last few months you've obviously released struck from existence and now obsession are we edging yeah. you to an album well we, we, we've sort of been discussing this i mean we're sort of we're, we're humming and hawing between an ep or an album yeah um Part of it's just financial, you know, yeah. like you, you do an EP, it's going to be half the cost of an album. Yeah. But then you do, we, we've probably got enough good material for an album. And I guess it's just working out what the best thing to do is. We, we probably will be releasing another single at some point this year before um, we record an EP or an album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess in, in a large part of our strategy is, is is making sure we're getting out and gigging because like every other band at the moment, we're just desperate to be getting out on the road again, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that leads me nicely into the next set of questions, which is around the live experience. Because obviously, 
unless you sneak something in last summer, I assume that you haven't played actually live with the band, have you? No, never. Well, other than in the practice room, you know. Yeah. So um, that that's something we're we're desperate for. I believe. Don't quote me on it, but I think we're playing the twenty second of July. Our debut gig is at uh, Trillions Rock Bar in yeah. Newcastle, yeah. Um, which we're very much looking forward to. And then we do have a short tour with uh, a fantastic band called Elrian in yeah. November as well. So we're very much looking forward to that. And we've got a couple of festivals next year, I believe as well so very much raring to go with that um yeah. Yeah. but uh you know and I, and, and and for me I'm, I'm partially excited to see <laughs> the energy of of Corey and Johnny and Isaac live because I, all I've seen of them playing live of videos myself you know yeah. of them playing at Bloodstock and I'm I'm excited myself to see that as well so yeah, I mean the the Facebook page obviously is is a, a snapshot of of a band as how you how you represent it. But clearly, if you go back through a year or so, or maybe eighteen months or so, it's clear that the band are happiest in their live environment, like like most metal yeah. bands. You know, this is where you want yeah, to be. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you talked about the uh, the Elrian couple of gigs which you got and. Hopefully, if they go ahead, which I think is, did you say it was November or later in the year? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's the, the beginning of November. I can't remember yeah. the exact date, but yeah. Because you'll very... be um, literally across the water because I'm in South Wales, but you're playing in New in Bristol in the Griffin. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, we'll to... So, so I, if, you're I, not, if you're not there, I'm not going to be happy, mind. I'll be there. Don't you worry. As long as Good it's man. on, you'll be Good there. Man. But I mean, bear in mind that it's smaller than my kitchen. So, um <laughs> they're, they're the best ones man they're the best ones as long as as long as they let it go then that's fine but it'll be like a silosis pantera night because aces like all of elrian are just massive silosis fans so it'll be really interesting to uh, as am as am i hence yeah my well, who is to be fair but yeah but, um, so obviously yeah. the uh in terms of the um lead into that you said you got the gig in Trillions in July, and and it looks like certainly the way that the the the, uh, the sound is coming is that these gigs are going to go ahead at the moment. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, and I, I, for you, I mean, obviously that that first gig is going to be some experience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, it's somewhat comforting that the first gig's going to be sort of in my hometown yeah. as opposed to somewhere somewhere else not that it would have been bad otherwise but it's just a fantastic venue trillions if you've never been or if you've never heard of it i can't recommend it enough if you ever visit in newcastle it's absolutely fantastic atmosphere is great it's yeah. always packed um it's quite a long way to come from south wales to newcastle it, it is but it's i tell you what it's worth it it is fantastic it's a great venue but very thankful that it's it, it's going to be there for for yeah. my debut and then what's, it's going to be nice seeing other other places after that. And what's what's your feeling about and this is this is more of a general question now about how people are going to respond to live music when it finally comes? Do you are you of the of the positive opinion that as soon as a live gig is on, thousands of these these denim clad rockers are going to rush in and absorb it because they never well, never used to before, did they? In a lot of gigs. I know, like it, it's it's funny because in a, in a lot of ways, I mean, obviously, it's it's been it's been a right naff 
year and a bit for, yeah. for a lot of, for a lot of people and, I, and I'm sort of half conscious that a lot of people will probably have like a lot of anxiety about I guess being in public in close proximity with a lot of people again so part, part of me thinks a lot of people will be desperate and they'll just be happy to get to a gig mm. and then I guess some people will probably maybe need a little bit more time to to, to get themselves back to a position where they'd be happy to do that but Look, the, the way I look at it is that there's going to be enough people going to these places to, to make it a good night. And, you know, if other people need a little bit more time to feel comfortable doing it again, then that, that's all you can do. You can just you just have to wait. But all, all it's going to do is improve. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm assuming that you've have you played trillions yourself before in, in the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a few times. But it's uh, like like I say, it's just. Just great atmosphere, great sound. Dave Hill, the guy, the guy that runs the place, he, yeah. he, he just he, he has a lot. You can tell he, re, he respects the people that comes in mm-hmm. uh, to two trillions to to see the bands, and he, he he makes it a good venue for for bands to play as well. Um, and it, yeah, I can't I can't rate it enough, really. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, in terms of um, obviously that gig, then obviously there's Bloodstock that's in between. Now, obviously the band played Bloodstock before you part of the band. Yeah. Are you a, a Bloodstock regular? Have you been before? You know, I've I've never been to Bloodstock, and it's more because I, I've I've been to Download a few times, and yeah. I think it's because, because generally the people that I've I've gone to Download with maybe aren't quite as into the more. Because I guess Bloodstock, it's 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 not it's a little bit more metal purist than Download, I suppose you could say. Yeah. So yeah. generally, I've I've gone with with people who are maybe it's not that they're not as into metal as much, but they may be a their their music taste might be slightly more expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, but always wanted to go. Um, I'm definitely going to go there before I go to Download again because I've done Download a few times, but. <laughs> If I can play there, even better. But yeah. that's uh, that's a different story. Sure, absolutely. And um, obviously, the band played there, and I think they were on the Jägermeister stage, weren't they? Before, Is yeah, right. So obviously, the I think I know quite a few bands that have played there, and the advantage, obviously, if you've played there once, you've got that in. So fingers crossed, yeah, yeah. guys, that you'll be, uh, you know, they'll know you, and and obviously. With, with new music coming out then that puts you back in the shop window to get in there which is would be great fingers crossed yeah but uh you, you know I, I'm, I'm very conscious that a, a lot of bands have have applied this year a lot of fantastic bands as well um so you know if, if we couldn't play this year all we can do is is hope that we uh we we, we keep in their minds and that we can uh, we can get there as soon as possible because I, I intensely envy the fact that they've all done it and I've not yet. <laughs> so uh, Bloodstock, get it sorted. We'll please. get it sorted. We'll, we'll <laughs> do our best for you, man. And we'll do our best for you. So let's talk a little bit about yourself. Obviously, um, we've got Slayer and Pantera as bands that were uh, obviously bands that are, have influenced you. When you started getting into metal, it's a question I always ask because mm. the, the the entrance door into metal varies depending on age and where you were at the time. What's, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the entry entry level for you? Where did you? How did you get into it? Well, it's it's funny because like I I wouldn't say I really knew what what metal was. Yeah. Until I was maybe about thirteen or something like that. Uh huh. But 
in hindsight, I'd listened to a lot of metal before then. I just I would just call it rock, I suppose. But um, my 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 mother is uh, you know she likes Iron Maiden, um, ACDC, uh, a little bit of Metallica. So I was sort of always exposed to it, like when I was younger. Anyway, I think um, I think the first probably the first metal song I heard, I think was Number of the Beast when I was like six or something. So I guess probably quite an early exposure, but I remember being probably about 13 and I was at my mate's house and I think I was playing Halo on the Xbox with him or something. And I remember he he was like, oh, I've I've found this band called Slipknot. Um, Like, oh, they're sick, mate. They're really, really good. And I was like, all right, okay. And you put it on and it was, uh, I think it was All Hope is Gone. I think he, he was playing. And I remember listening to it and I hadn't really heard like the proper guttural vo- like vocals before really. Um, and I just remember thinking like, oh, that's, that's sick. That like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, went home, like bought that album. And then I think after that, I think I bought like Endgame by Megadeth mm-hmm. and being like, what, this is this guitar playing is like the best guitar playing I've ever heard in my life. And then that sort of made us want to sort of learn guitar and uh, off the back of that. And then after that, it was just a, like my own kind of obsession with all of the, like, I was very into thrash metal when I was younger. So it was like the big four. Yeah. Um, but then very much into my sort of more traditional kind of heavy metal as well, like Sabbath and Maiden and, mm-hmm. and bands like that. But then sort of, I guess, sort of mid te- mid to late teens, I started getting into like sort of, I guess more core orientated bands like Trivium, uh, like early Silosis. Yeah. Um, but like, honestly, though, like Silosis, like legit one of my favorite bands. Like, I think they're absolutely unbelievable. But that's, I was, so yeah, so it, it, it's been a sort of a journey, so to speak. Yeah, sure. Brilliant. It's, it's really interesting talking to people. It, it doesn't matter where they, what age they are, where they come in. You know, I, 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 I'm old enough that I can remember Iron Maiden's second album coming out and buying it. So, yeah. um, but it's still Maiden, it's still Metallica, it's still Sabbath. Those bands, that yeah. the, the traditional bands, seem to be the entry level for everyone. It doesn't matter what the age is. Yeah. Um, so it's brilliant. So in terms of, um, obviously, Newcastle gets a relatively decent turnover of bands coming in live and, and stuff. Mm. You've got the... Yeah, yeah. Trillions, and obviously you've got the the arena there, and a few other places to, to see yeah, bands. Yeah. Um, any bands on a wish list that you would have liked to have seen, um, maybe in their heyday, or that are no longer together? Is there something that you? Well, for being in a Pantera tribute band and never seeing them, like obviously yeah. that's that's a, that's a big one. Um, does that, does um, that give you? Do you get any shit about that? Well, I don't get I don't get any shit off anybody, but it's I. I it's just irritating, man, because you know, like you've, because all I can do is watch old videos of live performances. Yeah, and and you know, like it's just, it's just the irritation of, oh, if only I'd known when I was like however old I was in like two thousand or something to go and see them. You know, yeah. I think, uh, but then again, I think how many, like, how old would I have been in two thousand? I would have probably been like six. So I don't, I don't know how many six-year-olds were going to uh, Pantera concerts. Like, I know not many were uh, coming out alive. That's a certainty. No, definitely not. <laughs> I know. I've, 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 a few of my mates have got da- like their dads were like metalheads growing up and stuff. Yeah. So I know um, my mate uh, Jack, uh, who I grew up with. His his dad went to. I oh, know it wasn't Jack. I think it was my, my my old flatmate Brad. His dad Alan 
massive Pantera fan. Yeah. And I think he, he went to the City Hall in Newcastle to see Pantera and people were like ripping the seats up because they were getting so like pumped up. So yeah. that would definitely be a big one. But, you know, seeing like Metallica in their heyday or yeah. Megadeth, really, like any of those sort of big bands, I would have uh, given my left nut to go and see. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Pantera played in Newport in the mid 90s. And as we were queuing to go in, there was a row of ambulances at the back door. Just really? Like that does eight, not surprise me at all. lined up and you thought, shit, this is going to be intense. And it was, but... Then... Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> so um, what about stuff that you listen to these days? Obviously, Silosis produced a fairly hot album last year. That must have been yeah, that, on repeat. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what? The, the, I think... Um, what was uh, Trivium's last album? The, what the Dead Men said, like, yeah. fantastic. I know he's sort of, uh, Matt Heafy doesn't really have that sort of, uh, the, the, as raspy a voice these days, but he's sort of, I guess, improving his, his, his singing vocals and he's brought his screams back. But I just thought, like, in terms of the composition, like, the songs were all really hooky, but just very Trivium songs. And I, I, I really enjoyed that album. Um, but you know, like it's weird at the minute. I found I don't really listen to as much. Like if I'm sitting down and chilling, like I'll, I'll, I'll I don't really listen to that much metal as much. Yeah. Like I've been, I've got a very uh, varied music taste, shall we say? Like I was um, probably going to get shot to shit for this, like, but safe space here. I quite, you know, like a little bit of Earth, Wind, and Fire, like shit, like that. You know, it's Friday. You finish okay. work, blasting yeah. September out your car window. Like what? What's better than that? Yeah. But, you know, I, my dad um, used to used to show me a lot of like David Bowie and you know Nirvana and like shit like Depeche Mode and stuff like that. Like, I, like honestly, out anything anything as long as it's good. Like, I really don't mind. Yeah. But it, that that sort of it's it's nice sort of not oversaturating your own music experience by just listening to just the same stuff all over and over again. So it's a bit weird when you're in the flat and you've got like you know, David Bowie playing one minute and then, like, Cattle Decapitation comes on, like, the next song. It's a bit like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this sounds like my living room, to be honest, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's brilliant. I mean, if you'd said I listened to Thrash, Thrash and Thrash, I'd be slightly worried because you can't, certainly as a vocalist and a, a singer, you can't listen to one genre. You no, have. definitely not. Yeah, I, I think like there's there's probably little bits of influence you, you know, that, that I take from really obscure, like even like maybe pop music, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, th I think if you if you just limit yourself to, you know, like you say, one genre, if it's thrash or if it's just because you do you do get people that will just listen to one thing, and that's that's fine if, if that's what you want to do. But I think in terms of drawing influence, I guess the more eclectic your music taste is, the more unique your own sound's going to be sure. from drawing influence, I guess. Sure. And and for, for Trend Kill, if you had to put a label on them, what, what kind of genre would you put? Because you're semi kind of thrash, but you're not. And there's I know, a it, groove in there. And I I dislike this, this, you have to have a core or you have to have this on the... Yeah, I know. Like, I know it sounds boring, but probably just just a metal band, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's... It, it's Because... It, you know, like your obsession is probably the perfect example of, you know, it, it starts off a bit of a ballad, then it kind of goes into a core-ish breakdown-y kind of chorus, almost a bit Gojira vibes, it's like-ish as well. Um, 
And then it's got that kind of almost like a hardcore section after the breakdown, and then it goes back into thrash. So it's sort of all over the shop, but I feel like it gels well enough. So I just I would just say we're just a metal band, man. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a, the best way to be. I think avoid the badges if you can. Yeah, exactly. The um, the interesting thing about looking at the band as a whole with the the uh, the Devil's Island thing that the Razor's Edge published at the beginning of the week with the uh, yeah yeah. yeah with all of your influences, obviously it shows how eclectic your tastes are because even the four albums that you decided to take to the island were yeah. ranged from Megadeth to Talking Heads, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think, I do, but again, like you say, it's, it's not a bad thing, man. Like it's, you know, it, you, you'd be surprised at little influences you, you pick up. And I think yeah. it's, it's good when even like one or two people in a band are like that, but... We're, we're all kind of the same. I, I don't think there's a purist among us in terms of the, the music we listen to. Um, and I, I just think that's just sort of adds to the charm of it, really. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just as a final couple of questions then, obviously the last year has been, for everyone, no matter what their status, it's been tough. Yeah, how, have you, sure. how have you guys managed to to get through it? Is there any changes to lifestyle or approach that you've done that has just kept you going or have you have you been one of those people that has, has worked all the way through it how's it how's it been for you I mean I, I, I work for the uh for the for the NHS so I've right. been sort of half fortunate that I've been able to work through it and I guess that's sort of kept me distracted en- enough um mm. you know I know uh I, for, for the other lads there's sort of been periods where they can work and where they when they when they can't because of of covid as well um i mean for for me i can't speak for the other lads but for, for myself it's sort of it's sort of coming like peaks and troughs really man like like the, there were times where you i was just sort of in the mindset of oh you've just got to, you've just got to keep going with it you know you can't can't get too bogged down with the negativity of it all but then i guess like a lot of other people there are times where you just think like God, this shit's real. Like, like it's it's really it, it is does have an impact on so many things, and yeah. and the things that you you took for granted, like little things, like you know, every, every for example, every time I see my uh, grandparents, first thing I do, give them a hug when I see them, and then I'll sit down in their living room and I'll have a bit crack with them, and that yeah, was yeah. normal. You you would just do that, and to go, well, as long as since the first lockdown, I mean yeah. that that was the last time I hugged my grandparents and that was just something that you know that I totally took for granted and it's just yeah. sort of fortunate that hopefully in the next sort of couple of months that that'll uh, that'll sort of go back to normal so yeah like it, it's weird like mainly for me I'm just sort of fortunate that I've got an Xbox and I kind of just blast <laughs> the games that's sort of what's kept me going like Assassin's Creed and fucking yeah. uh, Star Wars games and shit <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean I I've, I've found dark places I didn't know existed and I've worked all I'm I've worked for the NHS as well and my wife does as well and all oh, right yeah yeah I, I'm amazed that both of us have worked from home because we're not frontline we've managed to work at home together for 15 months without killing each other which is astonishing yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely uh that, that's a sign of a good relationship I think definitely yeah I think we're all right I mean she's the one that will walk in the room and death will be playing and she'll go oh that's a nice noise dear and sit down and just let it carry on <laughs> <laughs> so final question for you Ali um in terms of what's next for trend kill obviously we are looking at possibly another single later in the year yeah 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 
and uh, future plans. Any any apart from that? Um, a re- on I the think, road, I suppose. Yeah, so so getting on the road. Um, we, we're planning to do a music video for the for the next single. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll 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 tell you the title of the next single. It's going to be called "Blinded by Fate." Yeah. Um, and we're looking to do a music video for it. We're just sort of, I guess, because we've just released Obsession, we'll probably wait a little bit before we we put things in place to saw and we're kind of trying to just sort of finalise the set for the upcoming gigs and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, maybe towards the end of the year, you could probably expect that to come out. Yeah. And then, yeah, just, just the gigs we've got booked in, really. We just sort of want to really focus on getting trying to capture the the energy from the songs we're recording and making sure we're getting that across live um, and just sort of making sure that when people come to see we're not going to forget it, really. Brilliant, brilliant. And where, in terms of self-publicity, people can find you on all the normal streaming sites? Yeah, you, we're, we're on Facebook, uh, just Trend Kill on Facebook, same on YouTube. Um, we're on Spotify. Um, you can catch uh, the the first EP that the, the lads did on on Spotify as well. So just yeah, general streaming platforms, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Magic, right? As long as things go to plan, I will be buying you a pint in the Griffin in November. So fantastic! Uh, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I'd, then, I'd uh, love to come to Trillions, but I can't guarantee that I can make that journey. But uh, we'll wait, I'll tell you, if 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 we get a few beers and we're, I mean, the taxi might be quite expensive, but <laughs> maybe after I see you, we can. Uh, we're going to take a road trip over there. Brilliant. It's been a pleasure, mate. I wish pleasure, you all the best. Nice to see you. Pleasure take to meet care. you, man. Have a good one. Cheers. Yeah, see you soon. Take care, mate. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website www.theraisersedge.rocks